You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, so I said earlier we're going to be touching on mental health and emotional well-being at this point because I think everybody is going through something at this point. In fact, let me tell you what we discuss all the time amongst ourselves as teams here at work is that almost every second WhatsApp note, every second SMS that comes through is desperate. I, I, I wish you could see what we get to see. I wish you could see the number of DMs that come through and and it's not it's not fun. It is very very hard when you look at what people are going through. And we are all are going through something. At some level or another, things have changed and I don't know if we're all coping. So what I thought we'd do is to just maybe get a sense of how things are looking at the moment um, and, and also maybe get an expert to assist us with, well, what do we do at a situation like this? Uh, my trusted a clinical psychologist has joined us, uh, Kosi Gianni, who is on the line with us. And thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Kosi. I just want to start by saying, you know, as I was saying earlier, it, it doesn't matter what we discuss. Lately, yeah. either somebody starts by saying, ah, that's the first thing, or go away, or nonsense or something there is so much angst there's so much anger there is so much anxiety that's coming through what are your thoughts around what we're going through i mean pimelo if the reactions and i wasn't listening to the uh, entire conversation but Mm. if the reactions that you know i've just listened to in in the last Mm. couple of calls um are anything to go by it it tells you you know it's an indication or a dipstick of the mental state of of the our people all of us in a sense because these people um you know these voices are, are speaking um for for many of us that you know that are not on this platform so i, I think it is safe to say that we we are a country thrown and, and not just a country we are a country thrown as part of the global community thrown. Mm. You know, you, you mentioned just now that uh, they will get things wrong. This is totally unprecedented. There is no template mm. for this. So we are literally, uh, you know, building the ground as we walk. Mm. So, so, so it, is, it is understandable that there is this much collective and individual and collective anxiety, understandably so. And, and I think anybody who is, who is just cruising through this, mm-hmm. Um, but, mm, yeah, there's, is, there's some element of, you know, you want to ask kind of which reality we are at. And, and because, of course, all of us live in one earth, mm. but all of us inhabit our own world. So the complexity of South Africa is that we're almost on a back foot because, as I said earlier, we've got that problem, that, that government yes. trust problem, right? So, oh, yeah. so there is no room for failure or error. I mean, you listen to when people come through with their concerns. No one yeah. says, um, oh, I sent my issues to UIF and um, I'm struggling a little bit with that intention of they'll get it right. It yeah. is they lied. So, yeah. so what you're getting is mistrust. They yeah. lied to me. Where are yeah. they now? And, yeah. and, and how are we going to get through that? Because at this point, th- we definitely have to start working together. We, we do. And, and you know what's unfortunate about this, um, Pimela, and I think you put it so correctly in terms of the trust deficit. Mm. It is the fact that trust is our most precious and most fickle relational currency. Mm. 
hardest to earn, mm. easiest to lose. Mm. And just like any bank account, you cannot withdraw more than you have invested. Mm-hmm. And this is the time when the and I'm looking the, the people in leadership need to recognize mm. that fish rots from the head. That you can't fool all of the people all of the time. That at some point, it's going to boomerang on you when you need it the most. And and unfortunately, it happens at a time when we need to be withdrawing from our investment and our account is in deficit. Mm. And and unfortunately, the, the, the enemy that we are dealing with right now does not care about our fault lines. Yeah, it doesn't know. In fact, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't care. <laughs> you know what I was saying to a colleague um, today because we are experiencing a lot of what, what people don't see in the in the background. So in the background, yes. we are experiencing oh. the dance between ourselves and government and government officials and the the trust they have in us and oh. and and we're being willing to be. To be here on a platform and taking those calls, we we request this on a daily basis to say, yes. come and talk to your constituency, come and talk to us, come and reassure us, come talk to us, right? And sometimes yes. we, we would get a yes, and then at the last minute, poof, the person has disappeared, you know. Yeah. And I yep. said to one of my colleagues today, I said to them, I said, you know, they're afraid. They're afraid to face mm. us. And mm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting that sense. A part of me is starting to feel a little bit of empathy for them because mm. it's difficult to explain and account for this time we've had and trusted mm. you. And mm. how do you expect us to trust you to now be different in a week if you haven't yes. delivered in 20 yes. years? It's hard. Yes. It's hard. It's hard, absolutely. You know, and, and, and the challenge is, and this is the fickleness of, of, of trust, is that even if they are being their utmost yeah. honest and at their highest and best integrity right now, yeah. because of that deficit, yeah. they need to work that much harder mm. to earn people's trust. Mm. I've got Casey Chambers, who is Operational Director at SADC. Casey, thank mm. you so much for being with us. And, you know, from where you're sitting, how bad is the situation? And thank you so much for having me. And I think exactly what you started saying is that every South African is affected by COVID-19 and has a huge impact. And, you know, just from what we've been tracking at SADAG, so we've been monitoring our calls on a daily basis since the beginning of lockdown, and we continue to do it. We've seen that the number of calls that we're getting has literally doubled in the last month. We were before getting about 600 calls per day. We're now getting over 1,200 calls per day, and that's just incoming calls from people around the country who are overwhelmed, who are anxious, who are panicked, all got to do with COVID-19. We also have an interesting past, right? So all of us, I'm sure, can agree that we have a very violent history. Mm. Um, we are an anxious people. We're an angry people. You just have to go into Joburg Roads to understand what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> um, and and so our reaction to, to how we deal with challenges is always with violence. That comes through a lot. And, and violence, when I mean violence, I mean even in language, you know, the kind of language we use with one another. Frustration that comes through is, starts with violence first. 
And I'm trying to see how we're going to go beyond that because, yes, one acknowledges that we've got a violent past and it is in our DNA. And, and it's almost it's almost instinctive when, when somebody gets annoyed, what happens is that they, they react with violence in this country first. I want us to just think about that through, to think it through because in that there must be a balance between how do I empathize with the fact that this person is going through pain Mm. And yet, and yet they, they, they're depicting violence towards me. You know what I'm saying? So how are we going to navigate these spaces? We are locked in together. We work together. We share spaces together. We're all anxious. But many of us are experiencing this in a very violent manner. I just wanted you to think about that for a minute. Let's just take a quick break. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So listen, the lines are open. Give us a call and tell us how you're doing during this uh, very stressful time. 891 or send a voice note if you like. And I was just speaking to my panelists. I've got two of them here uh, with me. Kosigiani is a clinical psychologist, Casey Chambers, operational director at SADC. And I was saying we have a very complex history. Violence is in South Africa's DNA. There is no room for us to differ without violence. It's it's almost indicative. My concern is while we deal with the fact that all of us understand we're going through stuff and we are anxious and I want to be empathetic to my fellow colleague, my brothers, my uncles and all of those people. If if what confronts us and the consequences of that anxiety is violence, I'm afraid we really are on a on a really slippery slope and I'm not sure what do we do to correct that? Because that's my concern. Sure, Pimelo. I, I, I was, I was hoping we'd have like five hours to to think it through before <laughs> before we're back online. You know, it, 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 I'm not sure that we have an easy answer mm. because we are really at the precipice of things, mm. where because of that trust deficit, the potential for annihilism is greater than the potential for optimism on many levels. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to take, and, and let me say, and this is my, this is my unqualified uh, pedestrian um, assessment of part of the problem. Part of the problem is that when there was a changeover into post, the post-apartheid mm-hmm. era, mm-hmm. the one thing that the leadership did was that the previously disadvantaged was converted into the currently disabled. We have asked less and less of people mm-hmm. and have cowered, as, like parents who are overcompensating mm-hmm. out of guilt. Mm-hmm. And we have now bred a monster mm-hmm. in terms of the culture that we have created in this country where we have overindulged, we are an unparented country, let me put it that way, Mm. that runs amok, where adults have been allowed to, for example, burn the train when the train is running late, Mm. to to litter, and therefore the example, and with no consequence, first of all, with no consequence, but more importantly, no voice from leadership that says this is unacceptable. There has not been a coherent guiding coalition. And that is because that culture 
has then been the culture that the leadership has exploited to carve out and mutilate the country so that they don't call people out uh, and people can't call them out. <laughs> and so, and so th- this is what we've done. We've literally mutilated the country. It's on its knees. Sure. You have brought some sensitivities around all of this. And I was thinking through something that has been very interesting for me to observe. And Casey, you can also join in the conversation as in when you feel like it. But I was observing, for instance, we, we know we've got a, a gender problem in this country. That's not mm. new. We know that. And, and uh, yeah. when I speak about violence, as I said, I don't necessarily only mean physical violence. And I really mean that sincerely, that we really need to confront how violent the society has become on women and I'll give you very typical examples um, just observing how the country has dealt with Minister Ngosa Zana Zuma right with her stance on smoking and the cigarettes okay and I want you to just take the comparison for me so there has been absolute slander there has been they have just gone out for her in force south africa has mm. gone out and been violent to her right mm. and 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 the terms and the words that are used to differ because nothing wrong with the dif- differing with yes. her but yes. it is the nature in which in the I, how. I, it is in yeah. the how that i find mm. there's a distinct difference for instance mm. in how south africans reacted to a change of a decision by the minister of transport nobody fought with him and called him yes. names mm. and he if we want to say the principle is on flip-flopping the same should be so, you know, the, the, we, we, the standards should have been the same, but we don't do that, right? Mm. We, we are just violent on women. And, and I'm looking at, for instance, the anger in which South Africans have taken out their frustration on her, as opposed to, for instance, Minister Pegitkele, who is also saying, no alcohol, full stop. Yes. Uh, and those are both drugs, right? Yep. Nobody fights with him about that stance that he's sticking by and he's not moving yep. on. And I and again I'm saying how do we get better at this? Because the women again are at the forefront of this violence that I'm talking about. I get the fact that smokers are frustrated. I get it. But they're taking their anger and violence on us women rather than on collectively discussing what's the solution. Casey, your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, talking about violence and frustration and anger, I think uh, slightly off topic to the to the mental health. But I think in general, a lot of South Africans are feeling angry and frustrated. And the only medium that they have to express how they're feeling is going online, is responding to a tweet. And we know that it's a lot easier to say how frustrated and angry and to get your attention online than to have to say to someone's face or to go out and publicly say it. So I think using those platforms and what we're reading and seeing is people are using those platforms, those mediums to express how they're feeling, their anger, their frustration, and whether it be because of the smoking or alcohol or transport, people are finding whichever way they can to express their frustration that they're feeling about everything to do with lockdown. You know, we've even noted that the minute that there is another announcement on restrictions or more guidelines or uh, a new update, we see an in, you know an increase in the number of calls. So it has a direct relation onto people. I think the more rules, the more restrictions, the more that people tell someone this is what you can 
can't do, this is what you can do. It's difficult and change is really hard for a lot of people. And I think at the moment, people have been doing this for so many weeks. You know, we've been told three weeks, then extended, then we're going to have a level down and then that's changed. People are getting really frustrated. And I think the impact that COVID-19 has are really real issues. It's not just inconvenience. It's employment. It's money. It's am I going to be able to put food on the table? Who's going to look after my children? These are real desperate situations that people feel in. So I think it's just a medium that that people can turn to. Kosi, you want to comment on what I had said earlier? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we are seeing you know, uh, the the expression of the potency of misogyny. And, and, and on some level, it speaks about the sense of hegemony and people's entitlement to, to, to the hegemony of masculinity. And, and there's a sense in which it feels like um, it is spitting on the face of hegemony for a woman to be taking the helm. But, but also, let us just say that it is in the nature of survival for those who themselves feel powerless Mm -hmm. to look for a soft spot Mm -hmm. on which they can, you know, knuckle just for survival. Because because that at least makes them feel, I am more powerful than one Mm -hmm. other person. Mm -hmm. If I can put one person down, I can feel ever so slightly better about myself and my condition. So, and, and, and so on some level, we, we, we can understand um, that it, it is a sign of the times. It, it is the desperation of the times. So we are clutching at the straws for survival. So then my next question is, how then do we support one another? And that's, I'll give you, I won't give you five hours. I'll give, I'll two, I'll give you three seconds to think about that. Let's take a Thank quick you. break. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So my guests are still with me, Kosi Gianni, clinical psychologist, Casey Chambers, operational director at SADAC. Um, I want us to work from a place of empathy and from a place of love. And I do want to support my fellow neighbor who is struggling, as we all are. How do we do that? In this environment right now so as I said one of the truths that we have to face is that the the knee-jerk reaction to the anxiety and the stress is violence in this country whether we like it or not and that's the truth and that's what people are facing in their homes okay how do I support my partner who is anxious who's angry who is violent because I do empathize with the anxiety Kosi you know, in your last sentence, you mentioned the, the magic word, empathy. Our, our deepest need as human beings that socializes, that humanizes us, is for our pain to be seen, to be acknowledged and validated. Mm-hmm. And, and what often you know, expresses is that anxiety is the fact that it, it, is, it is kind of a loudening of a call mm. for, to be seen, for my, for my pain to be validated. And, and for someone to say to me that they do not necessarily have the answers, but that they understand 
where I'm at and why I am there and how it makes sense that given this circumstance, this is where I would find myself. Hmm. The the assurance of a presence. uh, So in other words, what we can do is to demonstrate the fact that we see, I see you, I see your pain, I recognize it. Is that, that's where we could start, correct? Indeed. It makes, and it makes sense Mm. that you would feel this way Mm. under these circumstances. Mm. It makes sense that you feel so uncertain of your, what used to be a permanent job, Mm. of the certainty of income. Mm. And what that meant for you as a person Mm. to be able to provide for us Mm -hmm. as a family, to enable us as a family to to live in a certain way, a certain level of lifestyle. And I don't think you're lesser because of this. I'm going to have to let it go. My goodness, what a conversation. I wish we had more time. Thank you so much to you both, Kosigiani, clinical psychologist, Casey Chambers, operational director at SEDEC. We've run out of time. I'm so sorry. I think we need to pick this up again another time.